your blood runs orange and blue. Orange and blue. blue. This, this is the pod, is the for, pod you. for you. You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. A French flip from Evan Fournier. What's up, guys? This is EJ Stewart joined by Tommy Beer. This is Orange and Blue Bloods, a New York Knicks podcast in Odyssey, WFAN original. We will be talking some FIBA World Cup. Uh, we talked plenty about Team USA and, and, the, and the exploits of Josh Hart. We will talk about that a little bit as well. Josh Hart in, entered into the starting lineup for the last Team USA game, so we'll give you guys the update on that. Also, Rokas Jakobitis, a name that some Knicks fans certainly know. Some Knicks fans may not. He's not been on the Knicks just yet, but he is a player that the Knicks have his draft rights to, and he's had a really great uh, FIBA World Cup. The Team USA will actually be playing him on Sunday, so we'll talk about that matchup. What can we expect, and what do we actually have in this young uh, point guard from Lithuania? And Evan Fournier may be realizing that a trade just might not be in the car for him as of right now. He talked a big game earlier in the summer. He was asked after the French got eliminated what he expects this season. A, a different tone taken by Evan Fournier uh, just a couple days ago. So we'll talk about all that and more right after this. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Like I said, Tommy Beard joins me as always. Tommy, what's up, man? How you feeling today? Feeling well, feeling good. Got the uh, lot of uh, Nick representation uh, on uh, on in FIBA. 
thus far, and especially this weekend with a little Lithuania action. Got some former Knicks, Kuzmingis, and then Iki Brazikis, and our guy Rokas, which we'll discuss. Um, and, and also a change in the starting lineup uh, over for Team USA, which uh, for those of us that have watched Josh Hart, uh, it's not surprising that he has won the, the favor of his head coaches, huh, EJ? Absolutely. So again, we'll talk about that and more. This is Orange and Blue Blood, the New York Knicks podcast and Odyssey WFA and Original. It's the podcast you get wherever you get your podcasts, including the free Odyssey app. Be sure to hit the auto download feature on your stream. Also be sure to give us a rate and review as well. And check us out on YouTube. You can catch the videos of this podcast on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can find that on the WFAN uh, YouTube channel where you'll find those videos. We can catch not just the full videos, but also the um, the, the the shorts from the episode as well. So catch us on our all your audio platforms. Check us on YouTube and wherever you go. Make sure you give us a rating review uh, when you listen to this podcast. So Evan Fournier's FIBA World Cup is over. Now, France had lost his first two games of the tournament to Canada and Latvia, so they were eliminated pretty much off jump. They played a, a final game of the tournament a couple of days ago. And now reality may be setting in on what his future holds with the Knicks. Speaking with Euro Hoops, the French guard sounded more resigned to his fate that a trade this offseason might not happen. He said, quote, we'll see. Obviously, I want to play again. I want to have success. I know I can help. I know I can play. I know I can do many things. But then he added, as you know, it's not in my hands. If the Knicks want to keep me, I'll have to stay. If they want me to trade me, I'll have to go. And earlier this summer, Fournier had said he felt, quote, hatred for what had been going, what he had gone through last season sitting on the Knicks bench this past offseason. Uh, he also said that he'd be, quote, shot if he remained in New York and that it, quote, wasn't possible otherwise for him not to get traded. So he went from it's not possible that I won't get traded to now saying it's out of my hands. If the Knicks keep me, I'll have to stay. Over the course of the three games Fournier played with France, he averaged 21.7 points per game. He shot 48% from the field and shot 37% from three. But during those minutes he played, Fournier uh, accumulated a combined minus 20 over the course of the tournament. As I mentioned, the French team that had high expectations was eliminated in group play. So do you think Fournier now knows, Tommy, that a trade is unlikely given these comments or are we – taking it too far maybe he's just trying to play good soldier at this point yeah i think he's just covering his bases you know as we've talked about the knicks are in no they don't have to trade him obviously they'd like to do right by the player he'd prefer a new fresh start they prefer him having a fresh start but as we've discussed that that contract could potentially be a, a valuable trade chip if you have a larger deal and you need to match salaries um, so there's no real rush on the Knicks end. And I think he understands the situation. He's probably talked with front office, you know, trying to ease, calm the waters a little bit. He's discussed it with his agency, uh, with his agents rather. And, um, you know, it's one of those things where people understand that, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not the ideal situation, but at the end of the day, he is getting paid $19 million right. um, to, to sit on the sideline and practice, et cetera. Um, so, uh, you know, what does he want to play? Of course. Is he, is he a prideful athlete? Of course. All the things we discussed. Um, but um, yeah, I think, as you know, he understand he has a, he has a probably just a little bit, uh, some, some time away has given him a little bit better perspective on the entire situation. So um, I think that's kind of where both parties are at at the moment. Yeah, it seems to me that Fournier may be realizing that the strategy that he used to start this offseason did not work. 
He essentially was just trying to try to go scorched earth. He was going to talk about his uh, lack of a relationship with the front office. I mean, in that interview he did earlier this summer with the French magazine, he said, you know, he wanted to spit on everybody. Like, that's how angry he was with the situation. And that, to me, was his strategy and his agent's strategy to say, hey, make this such an untenable situation that the Knicks are forced to either trade you uh, or even buy you out or something. We got to get you out of here, though. Um, and he mentioned in that interview that, you know, essentially, you know, two years without playing would be a death sentence to his career. If you play this last season where he got very little time after losing his spot in the starting lineup and the rotation, and then this whole season where he doesn't play a lot, that, you know, essentially he becomes a, a fringe NBA player, which, as we said on the podcast, we understand that that definitely would be the case. But it didn't work. Uh, the Knicks stood firm. The Knicks did not get a trade offer that – that appeased them. They weren't able to attach him into a deal for a star that made sense for them at this point in time. So Evan Fournier stays. And I think for Evan, it's one of those things where it's, you know, do you want to make your life hell when you go back to New York and become this big pariah in the locker room, big pariah among the fan base? Or do you want to just say, hey, you know, they're paying me. That's where I got to be. It is what it is. I think he's choosing the latter. And it's a smart move on his part because he, he doesn't have the leverage. He's not a good enough player for the Knicks to really be scoffed at this idea that he's going to cause wave or he's going to be this big issue. And that he's not as good enough player where teams are going to be clamoring and say, well, Hey, we want this guy's services because we know he can contribute. There are question marks about whether or not he can still contribute, even though he's a great shooter, he's a terrible defensive player and his impact on winning. We, we really haven't seen over the last year and a half. So, that really is where it is with Fournier, and I think he's coming to grips with that. And it didn't help him, despite the big numbers he put up in this tournament. It did not help him that France flamed out so miserably. You know, he needed to have a, a long tournament run. He needed to show that his scoring could impact winning. And France lost some teams, uh, especially in Latvia, that they just were not expected to lose to. So, um, so, so the fact that you 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 have that tournament where he has these numbers and he still puts up a minus 20 it just it speaks to what the Knicks have been saying about him and what really fans have been saying about him since he got here exactly and and the key point is leverage you know this is not Dame Lillard demanding a trade this is not uh you know James Harden potentially threatening to hold out this is a right. player that wasn't a part of the rotation down the stretch for the final you know 60 games of the season um, you know, Tibbs gave an opportunity to come off the bench. He did not perform well in, in those opportunities. And um, starting him alongside Jalen Brunson is really not an option. You know, most of us thought that going into the season. We learned that early on in the season. When Tibbs made the adjustment, um, Knicks improved, um, got a little bit better when he went to the bench, got even a little bit better when he was excluded from the rotation. Again, that's not to say that he can't have a valuable place on the right team in the right system. Um, every team needs to three point shooters. Uh, you know, he, he set yeah. a franchise record in, in three point makes two years ago. Um, so again, there's, 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 a, there's an avenue there. There's a situation, there's a path towards him having relevancy in the NBA. He wants to get there. Um, but it's just not, you know, with New York at the moment. So I think he's just, you know, taking, going through, you know, talking about paths, taking the path of least resistance, not, you know, causing waves is not going to get the, you know, he's not going to increase his trade value anymore, right. threatening coaches and saying that he's not happy. He's a guy that's always spoken his mind. Um, as we talked about at the time, it was almost surprising that 
his controversial quotes with that French uh, outlet didn't come earlier. You know, I feel like right. if we would have talked to him during the end of last season, he would have made similar comments because again, he's a prideful player. He wants to play. Yeah. He thinks he can play. He can, as he showed, he can score 30 points in a FIBA game, 20 points in a FIBA game. Um, but the issue is it, it, it's a net negative if you can't defend as well on the other end. Um, and that's the, and, and as we talked about in the, in the pot earlier this week, Josh Hart doesn't score a ton of points, but his but he leads Team USA in plus minus because he does all these other things well. With Fournier, if his shot isn't dropping, then it's a really huge huge issue. So um, again, I think the best you know the best uh, approach for Fournier would be to you know keep himself in shape, show up to camp, and you never know. Does Quentin Grimes yeah. have an ankle issue? Does IQ uh, you know uh, sprain a, a thumb? You know, you, there's always something that can pop up, and and all of a sudden you get thrust into the rotation, and then you have an opportunity to play, which is what you you're saying you want, and then you have an opportunity to boost your your trade value, show you show other teams that listen, um, you know we can make this happen and and, and go that route. Do you think uh, Fournier dresses for Nick Games this year? Or do you think they send him home? I would say no. I, I would say it's probably less likely that he does. I wouldn't be shocked, um, you know, if he's on the bench. And again, you know, throughout his career, he's been a professional. Even last year when he was obviously unhappy, um, he did the right thing. You know, he kept quiet for the most part and, and, and showed up and was available to play at that one big game, um, you know, when, when RJ was sick. So, yeah, the sixth um, game. Yeah. So again, I don't think it, it, I wouldn't be shocked if he, if he uh, uh, was on the bench, but I think it's probably best for both sides um, to kind of extradite him from the situation. Um, you know, there's, there's enough going on in NBA season. We don't want to have outside drama unless he comes in and says all the right things and speaks with Tibbs before, um, you know, but before the start of training camp, it speaks with Leon Rose, et cetera, and, and chats with his teammates and say, you know, because listen, all his teammates understand, you know, like it's not hard to, uh, you know, uh, especially if you're a professional athlete, even us on the outside looking in, they can only dream of having the, you know, the athletic success that, that, that Evan Fournier is at, um, to, to want to continue to prove that you can do it. Um, so his, so his teammates will definitely understand. Um, yeah. But, you know, you don't want media asking questions and asking Tibbs, you know, yada, 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 yeah. one of those. So I could see a situation where they agree to separate and, and you know, it's unless an injury comes, then, then get him back in camp. Um, but I could also, there's certainly an option there where they just say, hey, uh, worst case scenario, we hold you out until February. We try to include you in a deal at the deadline. Um, the moment, uh, you know, three o'clock on that Thursday, you know, whatever, February 9th, whatever it is, 301. We release you, um, you know, we, we agree to a buyout and then you're free to sign with any other team. Um, and obviously there's that three week window, whereas if you sign with the team prior to, I believe it's March 1st, you can play with that team in the post. Right. So that obviously gives an opportunity to get acclimated to a new team, et cetera. Um, so I think that's probably the most likely scenario. And then, of course, there's always the option that the Knicks um, trade them before the start of the season. You know, maybe the Spurs, you know, need to get to that salary sure. floor. Um, maybe Harden says, you know, I'm not playing. So Embiid says I'm out and, uh, you know, Giannis and, and all this other stuff that's going on. Is it likely? No, but you know, that that's always an option as well. Yeah. The NBA is an unpredictable place. Yeah. I also think when it came to uh, Fournier's comments that uh, the fine he saw Harden got, I think also maybe made him temper some of the words he'd used in terms of talking about the Knicks. I, I thought Harden's fine was ridiculous. I thought it was, I thought it was ridiculous given some of the other trade requests we've seen that got no fines or no kind of discipline, but nonetheless, 
Uh, I thought that it was interesting. You mentioned Harden that, you know, Fournier, who said these very inflammatory things about the Knicks, similar to Harden talking about the Sixers front office, that uh, Fournier was a lot different talking about the Knicks next time around. But, um, yeah, we'll have to see what happens with the Evan Fournier situation. We'll be one to continue to follow. Now, many Knicks fans will get their first chance to watch one of the team's draft and stash players over the weekend, Rokas Yakovitis, uh, helped Lithuania advance to the second round of the FIBA World Cup and is set to face the team USA in the team's uh, second round, a uh, second game of the second round. Yakovitis was drafted in the second round of the 2022 NBA draft by the Knicks and spent most of that time overseas. Uh, when asked about, I said 2020, I think 2021, that's just the year. Um, uh, when asked about the matchup with the Americans, Jacobitis uh, understood the assignment because he knows he's going to be up against two former Knicks or two current Knicks, actually. I mean, yeah, we, we all know uh, what is the situation. Uh, we uh, They have two New York Knicks players, Hart and uh, Brunson. Uh, it will be a fun matchup, I think, uh, you know, to play against the United States. Uh, it's, uh, you know, great great challenge and i'm waiting i'm looking forward to it and we'll see what what we can do against them so yakubitis ready for the matchup with Harden brunson noting that those guys are obviously two knicks yakubitis averaging 12 points a game shooting 50 50 from the field and 57 from three uh in this tournament he's also leading lithuania in assists with 5.3 points per game now meanwhile the u.s made a tweak to the lineup in their blowout win over jordan Josh Hart was inserted to the starting lineup, which got up to a fast start in their victory. After the game, Steve Kirk, uh, Steve uh, Kerr, uh, the Team USA head coach, said this about the change. I just wanted to look at, um, you know, some different lineups. And, um, you know, the, the tricky part with um, FIBA is that you, you only have a few weeks to figure out your team. And, um, you know, as opposed to an NBA season where you have, you know, six, seven, eight months, um, so we just felt like it was important to uh, take a look at Josh with the starting group and uh, Brandon with the next group and um, see if the combinations uh, fit. And uh, I liked what I saw. I mean, obviously, you know, the game wasn't um, competitive, but uh, there was good flow with both groups. And um, so we'll, um, we'll see. We haven't made any decisions going forward, but we just wanted to, to kind of look at some different things. So Hart had two points, but 12 rebounds in that win over Jordan. U.S. has Montenegro on Friday for the showdown with Rokas and Lithuania on Sunday. So first on uh, Rokas, Tommy, what should Nick fans expect to see from Rokas on Sunday? This is a player that, again, a lot of Nick fans may not be very familiar with. He was drafted by the team in that same draft with uh, with uh, Deuce McBride and Jericho Sims that were taken in the second round. Um what what did Knicks fans expecting from a player like this? What did it, what what kind of player is Rokas Jakubaitis? The, the the interesting kind of weird thing is that he's has kind of flashes of Brunson. You know, he's not an overly right. athletic, you know, attacking Russell Westbrook. You know, a uh, point guard, a little bit undersized. Um, you know, decent size, like six six two six three. Um, yeah. You know, he's not going to tower over anybody. He's not one of those six seven Euro point guards that. Um, you know, can see over the top of defenses, but, uh, you know, it's crafty, uh, you know, lefty um, can, can kind of, uh, you know, is, is a, has a, a variety of assortment of shots in and around the basket. Um, his outside shot is relatively reliable, not, not the purest form elbow swings out a little bit. Um, you know, so when you see him, you don't think, oh man, this, this guy's a knockdown shooter, but um, you know, throughout his career in Euro league um, has, has shot at a, a above league average level. 
Um, so definitely not a guy you dare to, to shoot threes because um, he can burn you if, if left alone. And, um, you know, a heady, uh, you know, confident, uh, uh, aggressive point guard. He penetrates into the paint. Um, you know, he's not looking to take over the game scoring wise. He's happy to dish and assist. Um, not a terrific defender. Again, limited in, in terms of athleticism. Um, but, uh, you know, you know, plays hard on the defensive end, fights through screens. Um, does all the little things, kind of a you know a, uh, the the kind of point guard a, a coach would be happy to have, a guy like Tibbs would be happy to have, um, you know, kind of uh, a Ryan Archidinaco of Villanova, a little bit like like that, right. um, you know, in terms of uh, you know again a guy that's going to have to overcome the odds, he's not blessed with uh, you know six six and, and and can't jump through the roof, um, but you know as Brunson has taught us, that's not necessarily the only way a point guard can succeed. Again, that's not in any way comparing him or suggesting that he'll ever be you know, half the player um, that, that Brunson is, but it, it'd be interesting to see him get an opportunity with New York. Um, some people have noted, should the Knicks trade IQ, you know, there's obviously been some, some scenarios in which um, the Knicks, right. you know, send out uh, quickly in, in trades or they don't match his contract. Should he become a restricted free agent next summer? Then you could bring Joe Kovitis over. Um, it sounds like he's going to stay at least one more year in the EuroLeague. And the other thing, you know, you, you know, that, that's the, the Spanish ACB league is, is the, is the second best league in the world. Um, yep. we, we don't have to get into whether they're world champions or not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to have, have that debate. Um, but, um, he's more than held his own, um, you know, was with the rising, rising star, uh, award winner two years ago. So, uh, there's a lot to like there and it'll be very interesting to see him match up with Brunson. I think we're all looking forward to that Sunday morning at eight 40. Yeah. Look, he's 22 years old. Uh, yep. we haven't really seen him, uh, in, you know, Nick's competition since, you know, the 2021 summer league when he played with the team and, uh, was a little up and down, played better <clears throat> towards the end of the summer league yep. that year, but otherwise he's basically played, over in Europe, he's been playing for Barcelona, uh, one of the best teams in the EuroLeague, yep. one of the best teams in the Spanish ACB, and they've won a lot of games, and he's been a big part of that. And then he's transferred that over to a Lithuania team that, you know, had a pretty easy schedule to start this FIBA World Cup. They didn't have to play some of the, the powers of the world, so to speak, but they are undefeated. Uh, he has been one of their best players by far. Yep. So it's going to be interesting to see him. I mean, I think you, it's funny you mentioned the Brunson uh, comparison. Both lefty. They both, again, are crafty guards. Yeah. Uh, he kind of reminds me a little bit of a Baino Udri, who yeah. also played for the Knicks for a little bit. He, of course, he won the championship with the San Antonio Spurs. Um, he has a good mid-range game. Uh, he's really good in pick and roll. He's good on a live dribble passing. He, like you say, he's just not an, uh, a great athlete, but that doesn't necessarily mean you can't be a really good point guard. I've liked this game. I liked this game coming out of the draft that year. I was excited when Knicks got him. I was curious when Knicks got him because they had Deuce that they drafted also in that same draft. And then they, right. of course, had IQ on the roster. So I was like, how are they going to – and then Brunson ended up coming over. So I'm like, how are you going to figure this whole, uh, you know, you know, this point guard rotation out? Uh, essentially, to me, I think he steps in whenever one of these guys steps out. I don't know who it will be. I don't know if it will be Deuce. I don't know if it will be IQ. It certainly won't be uh, Brunson. But I think the Knicks do like him, which is why they haven't included him in any trades that have happened since – you know, uh, since he was drafted, you know, he wasn't in the Josh Hart trade. Uh, they decided to give a, a match for a trumpet. They didn't put him in the deal. So there's reason to like this kid. And if you watch him play during this, uh, during this tournament, the last game he played, he played exceptional. So he's a very intriguing player. And I think that he's one to follow, especially as you mentioned, with those IQ negotiations. Is, I know I keep being the boogeyman on this, but if that thing goes south in any kind of way, uh, Jakubaitis could be looked at as a guy who they see as the replacement for Manuel quickly. 
Yeah, and if nothing else, it boosts his trade value. You know, we talked about right. trade value potentially getting boosted. Um, you know, it was just another you know, kind of chip in the Knicks, you know, arsenal of draft assets and draft capital and young players and players on the contract. Um, you know, there's a reason they call them draft and stash guys because you draft right. them and then you stash them until you need them, um, whether that's to bring over to fill a rotation slot <clears throat> or to – uh, include in a team, you know, if you're a team like the Spurs or a team, you know, uh, one of those rebuilding t- team like the Wizards, um, I would think there would definitely be some interest in a young, you know, promising point guard um, that uh, that could potentially find your way on the rotation. So um, and the other thing you mentioned in, in terms of his uh, play for Lithuania, it's also his leadership. You know, he's talked about right. at a young players taking that, you know, they take their basketball serious in Lithuania. Oh, yeah. You know? You know, this is that's no joke. So to, to have the to win the respect of those guys um, on that team, um, because, you know, listen, they're underdogs. I'm not sure what the, the, the line will be on on Sunday, but they don't want to just compete with America. They want to beat USA. And and, they, and they've shown in years past that they can do just that. Right. You know, um, it's a pride. It's a prideful country, uh, especially when it comes to hoop. So, um, yeah. So, uh, you know, the, the good news is um, USA plays Friday, Montenegro. Um, yeah. that's 4:40 AM. So unless you're, you know, a really hardcore fan, probably gonna <laughs> miss that one, <clears throat> but Sunday, 8:40 AM, um, Sunday morning, that that's the Lithuania game. So, so we should have a decent chance to watch a, a good chunk of that game. And with Josh Hart sticking, uh, in yeah, the, uh, getting into the starting ESPN, line, ESPN two, by the way, I, some people yes. like ESPN two on that game. Yes. ESPN two to watch these team USA games. Um, Josh Hart, Entering the starting line, we see Steve Kerr there essentially saying they wanted to get a look at a lineup that had Josh in there as opposed to Brandon Ingram, who got sent to the bench. It, to me, it's so fascinating because when Josh Harvey adds this team, I think a lot of people thought he may be kind of the 11th or 12th man. Yeah. And yet here he has, he here he is. He's ingratiated himself so much from the coaching staff that now he's already in the starting lineup. But he may stay in the starting lineup. Steve Kerr said they got to take a look at it, but. You know, they played against Jordan, but Team USA did look great, and they got to a really great start. And Josh Hart played only 17 minutes, had 12 rebounds. He's one of the top rebounders in the tournament, even though he's playing such limited minutes. I I think it actually kind of works for him playing that. What we're going to see him play for the Knicks is kind of small ball four. Like, uh, they're a team that needs more spacing that can get up and down the court, and they don't really need another isolation scorer next to Brunson, which I think was the problem. People kept thinking Brunson was a problem, but I think really Ingram, was more of the problem with that starting lineup. You had Hart in there, guy who's going to move the ball, guy who's going to play defense and rebound and push it. All of a sudden, Team USA, uh, that starting lineup was uh, humming, especially with the three Villanova guys playing together finally once again. Absolutely. And, and you know, we, again, for us that have had the, the, the privilege of watching Hart on a day-in, day-out basis this past season, is no surprise that he worked his way into the starting lineup. Um, and you know, the quotes we talked about earlier this week, where he's he, his, the position he plays is winner. Um, right. you know, if you're around that guy, you realize that sooner, sooner rather than later. Um, and, and two things Ingram struggled mightily. You know, some players have he talked did. about the balls a little bit different. Ingram has looked horrible. Um, you know, he was averaging 3.5 points, something like that, over the first couple of games. Didn't play well during the exhibitions, uh, the five exhibition games. So you factor that in. And then you have, uh, a, you know, a, a perfect, he fits like a glove heart uh, when you have Brunson and uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. and Anthony Edwards and Mikhail Bridges, guys that can knock down three and take it to the basket yeah. um you know just that type of stuff is what is, is what's so key about it you know um just a perfect fit uh, on that type of in that type of situation and you and the other point you make is just totally right um 
the, the the thing I can't help but and I tweeted about it was he's not only leading the team in rebounds. I think he's top ten in the entire tournament in rebounds, right. playing like nineteen minutes a game or something like that. And that's what Tibbs and Leon Rose have to be thinking: like we can get away with this guy as a backup four. Yeah, yeah. If it's good enough for Team USA, I guess yes. it's got to be good enough for the New York Knicks. So, um, so shout out to Josh Hart for continuing to do what he does and continuing to be the winner that he is and represent the Knicks in, in a in a positive way and. Um, I I think he's gonna stick. I, I don't I don't I, I think they're gonna they're gonna keep uh, Ingram on the bench, and I think it could help Ingram because he could be playing with a point guard in Halliburton who can maybe unlock him a little bit. He struggles so much. Maybe get him a guy who can get some easy basket, easy looks, as opposed to Brunson, who was, I think has been moving the ball fine. I don't think he's the ball like people can blame him for thinking the ball sticky. I'm like he's playing different than he does with the Knicks. He's moving the ball a lot quicker than he does. But, you know, Halliburton is an elite, elite floor general passer type guy. So uh, hopefully that can unlock Ingram for these last few games for the FIBA World Cup. Yeah. And and Ingram, you know, to his credit, you know, took it in stride, said the right thing. Yep. That I'm, I'm, you know, it makes sense. I'm not going to, you know, it didn't cause waves. Um, and, and like you said, it, it would probably benefit him to play alongside that that second unit a little bit more, uh, a little bit more his speed um, might need his scoring a little bit more as opposed yeah. to this unit where, you know, he's he talked about, you know, being the focal point of the Pelicans offense. And now he's just kind of a stand in the corner, catching, catching shoot guy just wasn't comfortable in that role. Yeah, so we'll see if Ingram can adjust. But again, seeing Hart and Brunson in the starting lineup of Team USA it just it just speaks to the caliber of players the Knicks have been bringing in. Yes, the starting point guard of Team USA is the Knicks starting point guard. Uh, a Knicks backup is a starter for Team USA. I mean, that says a lot about the talent that's been acquired by the Knicks over the past few years and the job that Leon Rose has done. But I think that's a good place to leave it. For this edition of Orange and Blue Bloods, thank you guys again so much for checking us out. Of course, if you enjoyed this episode, you can catch all of our episodes uh, wherever you your podcast, including the free Odyssey app. Make sure you hit the auto-download feature on your streaming service to get these episodes every time we drop. Make sure you rate and review. And again, you can also check us out on YouTube as well. We post the full episodes of the podcast as well as short episodes uh, on the WFN channel. So you can find us over there. Tommy, let people know where they can find you. At Tommy Beer on Twitter. You can find me, EJ underscore student on Twitter, Action EJ on Instagram, TikTok, and Threads. Thank you guys again so much for checking us out. For Tommy, I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. Peace.